Welcome to episode 124 of the Scarlet Faithful Podcast, coming to you on Tuesday, August 1st. The month of August is here. Training camp for Rutgers football begins on Thursday, August 3rd. I wanted to take the next two episodes, barring any breaking news, and focus on players that I'm looking at as potential, whether it's a breakout player or just a consistent contributor that they didn't have the season before that can help move this team forward and help Rutgers football get over the hump, get to six wins, get to a bowl game. Starting with the offense today, I want to kind of go position group by position group and focus on some players that I'm really optimistic on and I think could play much bigger roles this coming year. So obviously quarterback, listen, we've talked about Gavin Wimsat. It's a chance for him to fulfill his potential. Right as a, a four-star recruit, top 100 recruit, uh, he's got a real opportunity. I think it's the best situation for him at Rutgers since he's been here under Shiraka. Uh, I think Shiraka is worked really hard to tailor things to get the most out of him. Just in terms of, you know, what I like about Shiraka's approach is talking about how he wants the quarterback to think like him on the field to to really go through the mindset. To, it's not just about reading the defense, but um, having a very detailed thought process that almost becomes instinctual for them to be able to react in a way that they can adjust to things that happen on the field. And I think that that I think feel feel for the game is something that Wimza has not had as much as accuracy has been an issue as much as mobility with his injury was an issue. Um, I think that he hasn't really had a great feel. And I think part of that has been the offensive line, a, a lack of consistent running game, all of those things, you know, uh, instability with the offensive coordinator and, um, you know, the way he kind of got worked in at the end of the two years ago. And then obviously, you know, he got hurt. He didn't really get a chance to start with Gleason as the offensive coordinator. And then he comes in, he's got a brand new coordinator. It's he, listen, he's, he's, I, I know fans are maybe losing patience, some fans, I should say, uh, but I think that he has been through a lot and I'm really excited to see what he can do now in a stable situation with a coach that's a veteran coach that has worked with a lot of quarterbacks, mentored a lot, got a lot. I got the most out of a lot. Most recent example, Tanner Morgan at Minnesota. So, and again, when's that's not going to be tasked with winning games with his arm, right? He's, he's going to be more of a manager. Um, and I think obviously his ability to make reads early and get, you know, quick, short passes, be accurate, but have poise and have feel for the game. I think that's really going to be the key for his success. Talking about running back, I mean, it's pretty established in terms of the depth at running back. Obviously, Sam Brown, I mean, he's only going to be a true sophomore, right? He only played a handful of games last year, but we saw his massive potential. I've, I've probably, I, I know I, I wrote, about the most indispensable players, in my opinion, for Rutgers this year. I listed Sam Brown as number one. I put Holland Pierce number two. Uh, Wimsat was number three for me. Aaron Lewis was number four. And Max Melt was number five. So I have an article on the Scarlet Faithful right now discussing that. But I really believe that. You know, I think that, yes, you need – Wimsat's going to have to, you know, have success through the air to open up things, but I, but I think it's all going to be dictated by the run. I think that that's what Rutgers wants to do. That's the style that Shiraka has implemented at Minnesota and been successful at with. 
I think that that's what Shiana wants to be able to dictate things off the ground, control the clock, control the game, sustain drives. You're going to have to make throws at some point for sure. I think Wimzat's ability to use his legs is going to help and will also help Brown in terms of uh, being able to, uh, you know, throw a, a, another look at defenses. But you have Brown. I think you have Aaron Young. I'm excited about coming back healthy. If he could stay healealthy, I think he can be a big factor in the short pass game. Uh, re- really, really think so that he could bring an element to the offense that's been missing. And he's shown flashes. He just hasn't been able to still help stay healthy. Kyle Manungai has been uh, had had moments. You know, the BC game last year, the Michigan State game. If he is kind of a uh, change of pace back with Brown, um, you know, I think. I don't know if I agree with the thought that some fans have that Brown, you know, was overused and that's why he got hurt. But I do think that mixing Manungai in with Brown a little bit more would be beneficial. I think, again, you're giving defenses different things to to think about. Um, and I think that they have different skill sets and I think Manungai has a lot to offer. So um, I think th- that trio of backs are, are really exciting. Uh, Al-Shadi Salam, you know, someone that, you know, could be, uh, a burst of speed, you know, and flashes here and there. Uh, we know Rashad Rochelle was used as a back at times last year. I don't think that's going to happen. He's more of a slot receiver now. Uh, one wild card I'll throw out there uh, at running back in terms of someone that could emerge in, in some type of role is Deshaun Benjamin, uh, freshman out of Florida. He's a speedy, small uh, guy, 5'9", um, you know, which is similar to uh, Manangai and Salam. But I think he's someone that definitely, uh, you know, long term, I'm excited about as well. But, you know, who knows how things roll in camp and, you know, injuries and all that. I mean, he is someone that could end up being playing a role this year. But I think running back is more of a veteran group. Wimsat, we know what that, you know, what he has to do and what he is. It's really offensive line, tight end and wide receivers where there's a lot of opportunity for new contributors to step up. Let's start with the offensive line. We need the offensive line to take a step forward. You essentially have three full-time starters back. Uh, you have um, Holland Pierce, obviously, was uh, started the last two seasons, 24 games at right tackle. He's moving to left tackle, which makes a lot of sense, protecting Wimsat's blind side, and also, uh, you know, I think can be a real key in the run game. Uh, so having him at left tackle opens up right tackle. So Tyler Needham is a uh, someone that I've been hearing a lot about that had a good spring. Shiano raved about seems to be, I would say if, you know, you could say there's a favorite going into camp, someone that has an opportunity to grab that right tackle spot. The offensive line needs stability, you know, and, and how many years have we seen where, you know, they have eight guys for five spots, you know, that's not, you want depth of course, but you don't want to have a rotation, um, you know, Game to game, series to series, it's not ideal. So, listen, if Needham can step up and become the guy at right tackle, that would be a huge development for the offense this year and really give Rutgers stability on either side of the line. Uh, that would be huge. And then you have Curtis Dunlop back at, at, at right uh, right guard, and um, you have uh, Ireland Brown at center. So, those two guys start a lot of games. Uh, you know, Dunlap's mobility was challenged at the time. I, I I think Brown is a good story, you know, converting from the defense. I think he's, um, you know, commendable for what he's done. I think he's solid at center. Um, I'm not sure how much growth we'll see out of him, but if he could just be steady and, and solid like he was last year, I think uh, that'll, that'll be a, a positive. 
so the question is, you know, can Needham assume right tackle? Probably uh, Kamar Missouri, his biggest competition. Uh, and then you have the uh, the left guard, right? So you had um, last season uh, was um, a little bit of a battle. Uh, you know, you have Mike Schiaffoni, uh who could win that job. You have, uh, but but someone that I'm super excited about that played started the last three games as a true freshman uh, out of Pickering, Ohio, is uh, Kwabina Asamoah. Big kid. He has a little bit of mobility issues himself, but you know he's strong. And we all want Rutgers to get to the point where they're a program with the offensive line. They're not throwing kids into the fire as freshmen, even two-year kids. You really want, if your program is clicking, you want your offensive line really third-year minimum. You know, your top-tier guys, third-year really becoming the starters to have two years to, to mature. And 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 it's rare that you have an Anthony Davis, right, five-star guy that comes in and can be a, a, a multi-year starter right off the bat. Uh, and obviously that hasn't happened at Rutgers in a long time. Holland Pierce has kind of become that, um, but, you know, it wasn't by choice. I don't think that that's what the staff wanted to do. They wanted to give him more time, but it was kind of forced hand. But he has done a really good job of, of growing and developing as well. And uh, I think he could take a big step forward this year. But in terms of Asamoah, I think he is the guy on the line that could really – take a leap in terms of his development. Can he build off those three starts at the end of last year? You know, he didn't start until Michigan state in November. So to throw, be thrown in the fire at the end of the year and respond. Well, uh, he's got raw talent. He's got the size. I think he's someone that, you know, long-term is going to develop into a very, very good player. And I'm really curious to see if he could take advantage of the opportunity. See if phone is a little bit more veteran. I mean, he's, he's played spots too. nothing against him. But I think that Asamoah has a higher ceiling. And I would uh, – so really curious to see what can happen there. Offensive line, you know, it's easy to say I'm optimistic on August 1st. But I, th I, th I think that I'm optimistic to the point where five guys have to grab the roles, right? And they have to be consistent. And can that happen? So I think – I, I don't want to, you know, I'm, I'm not going to focus on can eight guys, you know, provide enough depth. Like they, they need, they need five guys to assume the positions and to to stay healthy, and to really gel as a unit. You know, can they, can they hit the ground running in September so Rutgers can win the games that they can win that are winnable games on the schedule, and can they, can they hold up in late October and November when the schedule gets harder, when the weather gets colder, when the ground gets harder, when Rutgers really needs to have a run game, can they come through? And I think you do that if you have five guys that can build a rapport and grow together as the season goes on. Tight ends, a position group I'm really excited about. You obviously have Johnny Langham back. I know he's, listen, he's a warrior. He's battled injuries throughout his career. I'm interested to see what, you know, the offensive staff has been able to do with him. Does he develop a little bit more? Is he kind of the, the steady, uh, you know, good hands, receiver that can make a catch or two that wows you um but is still kind of you know looking like a football player as a tight end and that is not an insult by any means he is truly a football player but can he look can he be a little more refined as a tight end i think that will be interesting to see sean bowman tight end out of maine all conference player obviously the staff's familiar with him he if you look at his film i mean he he is 
he's a tight end that can run 15 yards down the middle of the field and he can run after the catch. So he could really emerge as a weapon. I think he is a guy that certainly could provide a safety valve for Wimsat and provide some, some big play, big play results in the past game uh, where you're not asking Wimsat to throw the ball 25, 30 yards down the field. You're asking him to quick hits, you know, 10 yard routes that Bowman can then take off. Can he do that? Um, he has the potential to, and I think physically he looks the part, even though he's an FCS player, career FCS players his last year. He looks the part as a big 10 tight end. He's a big guy, strong, good hands, good route runner. Uh, I'm really excited to see what he can do. And how does that help Langan? You know, if two tight end sets, I mean, does that take some pressure off of him a little bit and open things up for him? And then you have two uh, guys that, you know, the Victor Kanopka has been hurt. He missed, I think, nine games last year. Uh, I think he's 6'5". He was a really strong kid. Uh, wasn't highly recruited, but has shown, you know, flashes here and there. Uh, I think he can really develop as a blocker. And I, I think they're going to rotate a lot on the tight ends. I think that, that um, Shiraka uses the tight ends quite a bit. I think you're going to see two tight end sets. And I think all four of these guys are going to get runs. Mike Higgins included, who a lot of people in the program are high on. Um, you know, just his second year, but he he's shown some promise. He looked good in the spring. I think it's a promising tight end group, and I think it's promising to a degree also because we know they're going to be used. They're going to have an opportunity, and I think that that position has not had much of an opportunity in recent years, so I'm excited to see what that group can do. And then, of course, you have wide receiver. You lost three – your top three producers – in Sean Ryan, uh, in Shameen Jones, and Aaron Crookshank. You know, listen, their production wasn't out of this world. It was about 50% of what the, the passing attack was for Rutgers, which, again, wasn't much overall in the grand scheme of things. But, you know, I liked all three, and, and they all had their moments, and they all provided some level of reliability where you really don't have that going into the season. That doesn't mean – I think this group's ceiling, actually, to be honest, could be higher. Uh, Jaquay Jackson. Um, Nassim Brantley, Chris Long. Chris Long is someone that I think because of the two transfers coming in and it's it's been kind of widely assumed they're going to be the top two receivers. I would love for that to happen, but I would not be so sure. I think Chris Long, you know, he did have a level of consistency last year. He caught a pass in 11 games in a row. And again, he wasn't putting together two, three, four, five catch games but just having enough consistency in his real first season of action, consistent action, getting a catch every game, there is a certain level of, of establishment there in terms of comfortability and reliability that I think he can build on. And he made some phenomenal catches at points last year. He's got talent. And, you know, he's he's had the advantage of working with Wimsat quite a bit over the last couple of years. So I really think he could develop. I, I think he could become the number one receiver. Um, obviously, Joe Jackson, you know, Division II All-American. Nassim Brantley, I think, could be a really, uh, you know, I don't think these guys are going to be asked to, to, to make huge plays in the passing game in terms of going deep. I think they all will have the opportunity to make big plays after the catch. Can they break tackles at the Big Ten level? Can they get separation at the Big Ten level? Can they catch hard passes in tight spaces. 
Those are all questions that have to be answered. Again, I think this group could be better than last year, but they definitely are not as proven or reliable. Uh, again, they're not replacing, you know, an all pro group, but I really liked the group last year. And I thought that they actually, if the offense was in a better place, I think they could have had more production than they had. So I'm looking at Chris Long as, as, as being kind of a sleeper to be the number one. Uh, obviously we want Jackson and Brantley to step up and be able to, to, to hit the ground running as, you know, non FBS players. Uh, can they make plays right off the bat? Uh, again, separation has been an issue for Rutgers receivers for years and years and years. And that's going to be the key. I think they've added speed. I think they have some intriguing freshmen uh, that are there. I don't know. You know, listen, I, how fair is it even to, to think that um, that's going to happen in terms of freshmen having much of a chance uh, next year? I, I, I don't know if that's that's something that's realistic. Um but, you know, you have Devon Fuse from, from Pennsylvania, Jesse O'Fury, uh, Ian Strong, uh, and then also you have Ture, uh, Fama Ture. These are speed guys. These are bigger guys, 6'3". Listen, I think camp's going to be fascinating. Wide receiver is probably the most fascinating position battle to, to follow because I think a lot of different things could happen. I think a lot of different players could emerge. So... That's kind of my thoughts on players that that can step up this year. Rutgers obviously needs as many as possible to step up, but there's a there's a lot of intrigue with the offense. I, I do think there's more talent. I think there's more speed. I think the coaching is is upgraded. Obviously, we need Wimsat to develop. Obviously, the offensive line needs to gel. Obviously, Brown needs to stay healthy and consistent. And you need some some. You're not going to throw the ball for 300 yards a game. But they have to make the pass plays. They don't have to have these huge pass plays, but they have to have them in the right moments. And they have to, when when they need to complete big passes, meaning third and nine to extend a drive, who's going to be the guy that they go to? Is it Bowman? Is it is it Jackson and Brantley? Is it long? I didn't really talk about Rochelle or Dremel uh, slot. They have a chance. Isaiah Washington, you know, has actually the most receptions back. He's he's been inconsistent throughout his career, but may, maybe maybe he figures it out this year. So I'm excited. Two days off in training camp. We'll do the defense tomorrow. I'll have plenty more preview coverage on the ScarletFaithful.com and all other sports as well. There's a lot going on. And uh, we're, we're going to hit the ground running. So thank you for listening and watching once again.